Hello, everyone. This is Jen Schultz, your host of the Leader in Shape podcast. So excited to spend an afternoon, morning, whenever it is that you're listening to this with you, whether you are in your car, on your treadmill, out for a walk, cleaning your home, whatever it is that you're doing, I'm wishing you an incredible day and hopefully you'll be able to take some nuggets of wisdom out of this conversation in your everyday leadership roles because that's that's what we do. As, as women, we lead in many capacities, whether it is in our homes, in our professional lives, in our personal lives. We are impacting the world in a profound way and it's exciting to be on this journey with you. So today I want to talk to you about what to do when you are expected to follow a bad leader. And I wrapped my brain around what could I title this podcast because the words bad leader just... They didn't seem, I don't know, politically correct or sensitive or the right words, but I thought, you know, let's just call it what it is. Sometimes in life, we have to work for or work around bad leaders. And I think one thing we all can agree on is that there is a difference between a boss and a manager and a leader. Sometimes we are able to work for people or with people who are bosses and managers and who also happen to be excellent leaders, leaders that inspire us, that work alongside of us, that are in the trenches, that lead by example, that have heart and integrity, and all of the things that we talk about each week when we do our podcast. But there's the other side of the coin as well. We have people that, however they have landed in these positions of title, they aren't necessarily leaders. So I'm sure all of you listening have worked for somebody who has been your boss or a manager or somebody with a position or a title who quite honestly is not a good leader. I know that I have been blessed to work with many leaders and to learn alongside of them and to grow in my leadership roles. And on the flip side, I've also been blessed, I'm going to say blessed, to work with leaders who aren't so great. And I say blessed because those leaders also impacted me to be the leader that I am today and to grow into the person and the human that I am today well. So we can take the good with the bad and we can learn from both. But today I want to talk to you about what to do when you're in that situation. When you're in a situation where you are expected to follow somebody who just is not a good leader and what to do about it. So a leader is someone that you choose to follow, not somebody in a position that is just above you automatically. So how do you find people that you want to follow? So here are a few tips that I've learned personally and professionally along the way. I'm curious, what are some strategies or some ideas or tips that you've learned? If you have any of those, go ahead and email those to me at jenschultz.liveinspired at gmail.com. I would love to hear your experiences as well. Um, The first thing I want to share is just being able to identify your values and align them with who you work for and what job you do. Now, I know sometimes it's easier said and done, but when we are able to truly identify our values and what's most important to us, being crystal clear on that, it makes it a lot easier to speak up when we need to, to have hard conversations, to put ourselves in positions where we are surrounded by people who have similar values and to be able to lead by example, to do the next right thing, and quite honestly, to empower those around us and to make a difference. And really, that's what leadership is all about. 
all about to positively impact and empower those around us. So how do you do that? Well, honestly, I just, as cheesy as it sounds, I encourage you to take some time, find a quiet place in your home or office or wherever it is that you can reflect and take some time to identify what is most important to you. For me, you hear me talk about it all the time. Kindness, treating others with kindness is most important. That's one of the most important things, whether it's my personal or professional life. People who are mean or belittling or hurtful to people, I automatically struggle with respecting those people and working with or for those people because that's a core value to me. Family first is a core value to me. So I want to be in situations in my life where those things are priority. And you'll see that hopefully come through in my leadership roles as well. That's Those are the people that I tend to attract and to work with because that's what's important to me. So for you, when you're in that position, identifying your most important values. Let me share a story about a time where I worked for somebody and our values didn't align, or at least from the actions, they didn't seem to align. So as many of you know, I have been an educator for um, over 20 years and I love it. Lots of great experiences. I worked in all grade levels, special education, general education, worked at day camps, done a variety of things. And there was a situation where we had a student who um, unfortunately a poor decision was made and there needed to be some accountability for that choice. And the accountability was hard. I'm going to just be honest. I'm not going to go into details, but it was a very hard decision that we had to make. It was the right decision, but it was a hard decision. And the guardian of this student was not happy, understandably so from their perspective about this decision, but it didn't change the decision that we had to make. So As we are telling the guardian about this decision, they come into my classroom and I have the student there and this person proceeds to, for lack of better words, just scream and yell and was very upset, right? Rightly so. And my the person that I worked for at the time um, sat there out in the hallway and watched this parent scream, yell, swear, belittle, just really shame me into the decision that wasn't even my decision. It was the team's decision, but it fell on my shoulders. And granted, yes, I have broad shoulders. Granted, I would stand by that decision all day long. And the parent, good news is the parent did come in and apologize. But the point of this story is what was happening was not kind. It was not professional. And the person that I work for essentially threw me under the bus and sat out in the hallway and watched this parent berate me. Now, I don't share that for a pity party. I don't share that to um, make the parent or the student feel bad because these things happen, right? Emotions run high and their perspective was valid. It was a valid point. I share that because as the leader, as the person who had the title of being the leader, sat out in the hallway and watched and listened and let that happen, that was not advocating and coming together as a team with a united front with your people. And it didn't align with my value of kindness and respect and dignity. You all know, we've talked a lot about it before. It's okay to disagree. It's okay to have hard conversations and it's okay to work through those. But what's not okay is to be mean or belittling. And when that moment happened, there was lots of others that led up to it. That was the first time that I was like, okay, 
we've got a problem here. Houston, we have a problem. The values are not aligning. And it was bigger than just a simple disagreement or a frustration. It was bigger. So knowing your values helps you to be able to define that. It helps you to be able to say, this is a big deal that matters to me that I need to have some serious reflection about, or this is just a petty little issue that I need to get over with, right? Like there's a difference between, um, you know, disagreements and then things that don't align with your values. So, so identify those, know those, it'll help to give you clarity on the decisions that you need to make. The second thing that I want to encourage you to do when you work for a bad leader is to make sure that you're establishing boundaries. Boundaries are important in everything. Having healthy boundaries, particularly right now in the middle of COVID-19 and so many of us are working remotely or we have access to our emails and our social media and all of those things. Sometimes our, those boundaries, lines become blurry. And again, going back to your values, recognizing that you need to honor the difference between your boundaries with work and professional life and your personal life. So establishing those clear boundaries, knowing when to say no and when to say yes, right? So being able to identify that, again, it goes back to those those values and aligning that. The third thing I want to encourage you to do if you're working for somebody who is a bad leader is personally, you need to accept responsibility for what you can and focus on what you can control. Let go of what you can't control. Now, this is a sticky one. This can be hard because there are some things that you can bless and release, as we say, and let go of, and you just control what you can. And that's good. We can't save the world. We can't do everything for all people all the time, right? But we can focus on what we can control and take action on things that we can take steps to make better. So as you grow in your leadership role, recognizing what you can control, recognizing what you can let go, and fighting for what you believe is important to make a difference. Once again, we're going right back to those values and aligning those. What's most important to you? What can you let go of? What can you fight for and what helps you to be able to sleep at night? Third, communicate. We need to be able to clearly communicate. If there's something that is frustrating you or something that disappoints you or values that you feel like are not being aligned or boundaries that you feel like are being blurred, it's important to communicate with your leader or your boss or your manager to give him or her the opportunity to one, explain where they are coming from, to help to work through that problem and to grow together. So we can't make assumptions, right? So you know what they say about assumptions. We can't make assumptions if we don't give our people the opportunity to know how we feel or what we think. They may not even be aware of it. So when if I go back to that situation of where that parent was in and was not happy, as hard as it was, and it was hard, it was important for me to communicate those feelings of disappointment and frustration to my leaders. And it wasn't from a space of tattling or complaining or whining. It came from a space of growth mindset, whereas this is what happened today. This is what we did well. These are the areas that we really need to address because if this happens again, we want to make sure that we are being clear across the board. And these are the, these are the ways that 
it's important for me to feel supported so that I can also support you. So it's that teamwork piece, right? So whether you are the um, the person in charge or you're leading and you're not necessarily a person in charge, right? It's still important to have those hard conversations to be able to talk about what happened and how to make it better. And had I not given the person I work for the opportunity to hear my perspective with a very open, honest, honest, non-blaming intent, right? Again, I can't come in there guns a-blazing and finger point and blame and say it was all that person's fault. I need to come in with an open heart, an open mind to share what I need to be successful, what I can do to support my leader and vice versa so that it is a team approach. But if I don't do that, if I don't give the leader or the boss or the manager the opportunity to do that, that's that's on me. I need to be able to articulate and to communicate my needs as well. The fourth thing that we can do is just to learn more, right? As a leader, when you're working with or for another leader that is not as good, the best thing that you can do for yourself is to just dive into professional development. Grow yourself as a leader. Stretch your thinking. Start to surround yourself by other positive leaders. There is a world of amazing leaders out there that you can connect with. The beauty of social media, I hear hear people complain about how social media is so negative this and so negative that. And people, that's not what I see. What I see are um, opportunities for me to grow from leaders like John Maxwell and Brene Brown and Gary Vanderchuk and um, other principals across the state and other educational thought leaders leaders and Simon Snack and all of these great leaders, authors, and just frontiers in the world of leadership and who you surround yourself with matters. So even though I was stuck in the four walls of a building that had some not so fantastic leaders, I wasn't confined to those four walls. So the moment you confine yourself to those four walls and to those people and you don't extend your circle, that's on you. That's on you as a leader. And we can't sit there and blame, again, and finger point if we are in a position where we've got somebody above us that is not a great leader and we just sit there and choose to do nothing about it. For me, once I started to feel that my values weren't aligning and that I wasn't um, in a position where I could grow and continue to stretch myself, I went out and made those opportunities for myself. I could have sat there and whined and complained and done nothing about it, or I could choose to lead myself and to find other leaders that I wanted to be impacted by in a positive way. And that's on me. That's that's not on blaming bad leadership, right? That's on me. So that goes into this, this next one is growing outside of your comfort zone. So that might look like different things for different people. For me, starting this podcast was growing outside of my comfort zone. I know I don't know all things on leadership. I have a lot to learn. I hope I continue to learn until the day that I die. But again, trying new things to stretch yourself. That also meant for me to take my um, classes to get my admin certificate. As an educational leader, I was a teacher for a long time. I had been a health coach and done some leadership opportunities. I'd gone to some conferences and things like that. But I realized that the next step for me was to get out of those comfortable walls inside my classroom and with my students who I love and miss. And how could I impact students and educators around me in a positive way by getting outside of my comfort zone? And for me, that was a hard 
decision that was taking a sabbatical for part of a year and doing some heavy reflecting and thinking, taking some classes in an accelerated program to get my certificate in um, educational administration. That meant having some really hard conversations and going through some challenging times to identify, again, those values, what I wanted to do, what I wanted to focus on, and where I wanted to be as a leader myself and how I wanted to be surrounded. And ultimately, that came from me moving, moving on into other opportunities. It wasn't because out of frustration or, um, well, I take that back. It was a little bit, right? Like, let's let's be honest. Um, but it also came because I recognized that we sometimes need to move. Sometimes when you're in a situation and you are impacted in ways that you know you aren't being stretched as a leader or you are not growing, if we're not continuously growing, then we're, we're lagging behind and we're, we're not growing, then how do we provide opportunities? And for me, that meant taking on a new position in a new district. And that was hard. That was really, really hard because my family, my second family that I loved and my students, my community, which I still lived in, it meant not going into those walls and working with some amazing leaders, working with some amazing educators and families and being surrounded by so much good. But I knew that I also needed to grow myself and to grow past some not so great leadership and help myself to become a better leader. So move. Sometimes you have to move. And as you move, you get to grow into these opportunities to stretch outside of your comfort zone. We are not trees, right? Like we, um, we do have roots and our roots go down and, and that's part of who we are and that's part of our story and part of our journey, but we don't have to stay where we are. I'm going to say that again. You do not need to stay where you are. If you are being impacted in a way that you feel like you are not reaching your full leadership potential, uh, John Maxwell talks about this in the 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. He talks about the law of the lid. And if you are working for or with a leader who has a leadership potential of a seven, let's say on a scale of one through 10, and you are working for someone that has a leadership potential of a seven, you will never grow above a seven if that's where you stay, right? And and they will never attract people who are above that. Those people will move past that. So if you want to grow in your leadership capabilities and your leader that you're working for or with is only at a six or a seven or whatever that is, and you want to get to an eight or a nine, sometimes you need to move. You need to move and be with other leaders that help you to grow past that. That's the law of the lid. The only way for you to become a better leader is to challenge yourself to grow outside of your comfort zone and be with leaders who have a higher lid, right? If you want to be a nine, you got to work with a leader who's a 10. Or if you want to be an eight, you got to work with a leader that has a nine. You're never going to grow past the leader that you're with. So that might mean having that hard conversation about moving or taking on new opportunities and stretching yourself. It's not always easy, but we aren't in leadership because it's easy, right? We aren't, we didn't take on these roles because somebody said, oh, I've got this cushy job and you get to lead people and it's, there will never be conflict. There will never be hard times. There will never be moments where you lose sleep because you are feeling tugged and pulled in different directions. And that's not why we lead, right? We lead to empower those. We lead to be 
better humans. We lead to impact those around us in a positive way to be authentic and true. And sometimes it's okay to say, I am outgrowing where I'm at. I want to grow to be more than what I than where I am. And that doesn't mean that where you were was bad or that the people that had lacking leadership skills are bad people or bad humans, right? Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. It doesn't mean that you were surrounded by all bad leaders, but there are times when the leaders that you directly work with impact you in profound ways for good or for bad. And you get to make the decision of what you do with that, aligning your values, having healthy boundaries, focusing on what you can control, communicating the ways you need to be supported, learning, stretching, growing outside of your comfort zone and moving. And then finally, this is the big one, taking what you learned from the good and the bad and applying that into your everyday leadership. So when I have a tough decision to make or when I'm in the middle of leading during a difficult situation particularly, there are times where I think back to the leaders in my life and what I've learned in my leadership journey. And I'm going to be honest, there are times when I think, okay, what would this have this leader done? The leader who taught me how to be in the trenches, the leader who reinforced the value of relationships and kindness and grace and respect and learning and failing forward and growth mindset, because I've learned all of that from people. What would that person do? What would, what, what, what aligns with my values or ooh, what would the person do that only cared about the title that didn't care about her people or his people that sat back in the office and didn't get in the trenches? What would that person do? And you know, as well as I knew, I do that the way those two leaders attack challenges are very different, very different. And those two experiences for me personally help guide my decisions equally, right? What I've learned from the amazing leaders help impact my decisions. And what I've learned from the not so amazing leaders have helped me impact my decisions. There are times where I'm like, well, I know what I'm not going to do, right? That's truth. That's a true story. So be open to learning, be open to embracing all of it and be humble enough that you know that there will be times as a leader that you will probably make bad decisions, or you will make mistakes. I know there's times that I've done the wrong thing, or as a leader, I've fallen short. I haven't done, in hindsight, maybe what I could have done or should have done, or as I'm learning or growing, I didn't handle it as well, especially when I think of my early leadership years. And as I continue to grow, it's important for me to be humble too, and to know that I am not perfect. We are not perfect as leaders, but together, if we keep reflecting growing, owning our celebrations and owning our mistakes and surrounding ourselves with positive leaders, helping that law of the lid, stretching ourselves to be increasing that law of our lid. We can, we can make a difference. So today I want you to know this. You are appreciated. You are loved. You matter, no matter where you are on your leadership journey, whether you are just beginning, whether you're an expert, whether you are leading in your home, in your career, in your personal professional life, um, wherever that is, your impact makes a difference. And today, I want you to take a moment and think about what are your values? How can you align those? And 
if you are in a situation where you're working for a not so fantastic leader, what can you do to impact yourself and empower those around you to do the next right thing, even when times are hard? So friends, sending you lots of positive energy, good thoughts. You can do this. Let's lead with heart. Let's lead with intention and let's empower others to do the same. Make it a fantastic day. Hopefully our next episode, we're going to have another guest interview, another rock star mama leader in the community. I'm really excited to be able to look forward to sharing that with you. If you didn't hear the last podcast episode with Stephanie Dye, Oh, wow. It was a good one. It was one that you'll just, you'll just want to grab a, a cup of coffee and listen to. So make sure that you're listening in. Again, if you have any questions, comments, ideas, leadership topics you want to discuss or somebody that you think should be interviewed or um, that you think would bring value to this podcast, again, shoot me a message, jenschultz.liveinspired at gmail.com. Make it a, make it a fantastic, fantastic day. Take care. 